Welcome back to Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I'm now joined via Zoom chat by Pauline Gerard. She is the Deputy Director of the IISD Experimental Lakes Area. Pauline, thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Nice to, nice to be here. So we're here to chat about uh, a very interesting and fun initiative called Aquahacking, the Aquahacking Challenge, which has been taking place throughout 2020 here uh, in Manitoba. First of all, can you tell us a little bit about the background behind the Aquahacking Challenge? Because this is actually not the first iteration of Aquahacking. Tell us about how the, uh, the general idea began and how it came to be here in Manitoba. Aquahacking started about five years ago. Uh, it was pioneered by a foundation called the Degust Bay Bobiang Foundation um, around the Great Lakes and they're based in Montreal. And it really came out of an interest of the foundation to think about where they wanted to kind of lend their support over the next period. And the grandparents who had been running the foundation turned to the grandchildren and they um, said that they had a really strong interest in water. And traditionally, they'd been have they'd had a focus on business and innovation, and so they decided they wanted to try and combine those two interests and look at a technology competition to address some big water challenges that the world was facing. And being based close to the Great Lakes, they started a competition um, as kind of an annual building off the idea of a hackathon where you get a bunch of technology people together to try and solve a problem in a really intense short period of time. But they thought, oh, environmental problems are a bit bigger and more drawn out and it might take tech people a little bit of time to get their head around them. So let's build a longer competition that lasts about eight months and focus them on water bodies that we love and care about. And so for the last five years, um, the organization that came out of the Degast Bay Foundation called Aquaforum has been running challenges around the Great Lakes, um, addressing freshwater issues that the Great Lakes are facing. And we at ISD kind of noticed that and were really interested in some of the solutions that were coming out of it and said, well, Lake Winnipeg is a great lake as well. We would really love to run a similar challenge here in Manitoba and across the prairies and see what we could come up with for Lake Winnipeg. So there are several different issues in terms of, you know, the health of Manitoba's freshwaters that the Aquahacking Challenge is uh, is trying to address. Can you tell us about, you know, just in summary about each of those each of those issues? So the way the competition works is we put out five issues that we want these sort of technology experts and students to try and work towards and the teams will pick one issue, but we have the competition itself, they can pick one of any of these five. So the five issues that through consultation and discussion with a large number of partners and community members and and people that we work with around Lake Winnipeg, we came up with these five issues that we're most interested in and their drinking water, which of course is a huge um, issue across Canada uh, for Northern centers and Northern communities. It's expensive and um, centers and communities that don't necessarily have road access are often uh, without appropriate technology. And so we thought maybe there's some tech solutions that could help. Land and water management, we all know um, that agriculture is a really important part of our economy, Um, but the way we manage our land uh, has an impact on water bodies and eventually Lake Winnipeg. And agricultural sector is a really kind of technologically astute and growing 
um, sector. And we thought, hmm, maybe there's some tech that could be developed that could help uh, farmers make better decisions about how they're uh, managing their water and fertilizer resources that could help both them and the watersheds around them. Fish health is a really interesting one that came out of the work of the Experimental Lakes area and the research that we do on fish populations. And just the idea that as we study fish, um, we often have to kill the fish because to understand how healthy they are, you often have to look at their livers or their gonads. And that requires uh, killing them and dissecting them and, and looking at them. But with new ultrasound technology, um, uh, LIDAR, there may be ways to understand fish populations without actually hurting those fish. And we thought that would be an interesting challenge for Lake Winnipeg, where there's a lot of questions about what's happening with the fishery in Lake Winnipeg. And then microplastics, which is, of course, a really hot topic uh, all around the world. There was a study done a few years ago that found that the microplastics entering Lake Winnipeg are similar in numbers to what we're seeing in Lake Erie, which you would expect to be a lot bigger just because of the population living around it. And so we wanted to throw that out as a challenge to see if there are better ways that we could be capturing microplastics from runoff, um, or also, I think there's opportunities for technology for how we can study microplastics in water. And then finally, financing a healthier Lake Winnipeg. And so there's a lot of people here in Manitoba that really love Lake Winnipeg. It's an important part of our culture and our province. And yet it's hard sometimes as a donor, I would like to give my 30 bucks and see that it's making a difference. So is there technology that could be developed that could help me give money to organizations and individuals that are really making an impact and help me see what that impact is? How did you recruit the participating teams? Would they necessarily have to have a natural sciences background or are there ways in which, um, you know, people who've studied other, other disciplines have been able to kind of help out to figure out some of these solutions? Yeah, good question. I mean, what we've seen in winning teams from the challenges that have gone on around the Great Lakes is that the best teams are really interdisciplinary. So they're groups of people where there's uh, expertise on the hard science and the technology, on communications, on marketing, and on business. And if you can have a team with a range of those different kinds of skills that can really think about the solution from all different sides, then that's what's really going to become a winning team. And so we launched the Aquahacking Lake Winnipeg competition at the end of January. It's been like for everyone, a very interesting year because we weren't really expecting COVID to happen, but we launched it at the end of January at Tech Manitoba's Disrupted Conference. So we were really pushing it out to innovators and entrepreneurs in Manitoba, um, but there's a real focus on students. So ideally, uh, although everyone is eligible, our target audience for this competition is our students and computer science students, engineers, biologists, business students. And so we launched at Tech Manitoba and then we went and did presentations and communications through all of the major universities and technical colleges here in Manitoba. And we reached out into Saskatchewan and Alberta as well. Um, and that's how we promoted it. And then individuals and groups of individuals registered through our site and uh, started to put together their ideas and solutions. And in June, we had a semifinal competition that was a virtual competition because of COVID. And uh, we had, I think it was uh, 10 or 12 teams competing. And from those, five were selected as the semifinalists. 
And so now those semifinalists are working towards a final, which will happen in October, um, where the kind of grand prizes are handed out. Can you tell us about some of the projects that are competing for that that grand prize in the final? Yeah, they're really interesting. I mean, I have to say I've been very impressed and excited by some of the different kinds of solutions. And they really range. They they touch on almost all of the challenges. We have uh, two microplastics projects, both of which are kind of trying to get at better technology around uh, monitoring and, and science. Right now, when you try and look at microplastics in a water sample, for example, it really takes an individual person looking under a microscope at a water sample and counting the little individual pieces of microplastics that they see. And so these teams think that there's probably technology that could help that happen in a, in a better, more efficient way so that we could be doing much more sampling and getting much more data about how microplastics are moving across our landscapes and our watersheds. There's a team that's working on the land and water management challenge that are really focused on phosphorus and uh, trying to come up with uh, relatively inexpensive technology to monitor phosphorus in water. And we know that phosphorus is the key uh, nutrient that's responsible for large algal blooms. And it's also, you know, can be expensive for farmers. And so the more they can understand uh, phosphorus, the more they can use precision agriculture for fertilizer. Um, And so, yeah. We'll see how that monitoring technology works. There's a team that's working on using the idea of cattails, uh, plant biomass, which are natural filters of uh, nutrients and wastewater and can be collected. But so far, there's not really products that can be made from them. And so they're taking the idea that, oh, if we could add value to these kinds of natural solutions, then that would A, create a business model as well as help the environment generally. Um, And then there's a team working on the drinking water in Northern Communities Challenge and trying to see if there's more efficient ways for monitoring the quality of drinking water in communities themselves so that we kind of get away from having to get quality control samples coming back to accredited labs and just make things more efficient. When it comes to the final in October, how do the teams present their final project and uh, what are the prizes that are that are at stake? Yeah, that's the exciting part. So originally the kind of vision was a in-person sort of gala event with a Dragon's Den style final. But now, because we really don't know what's going to happen with COVID and we want to keep numbers fairly small for any kind of in-person events, we've changed it to be a virtual event, which is exciting because anybody can log on and watch. We're going to run it through Facebook Live and it'll be promoted on our website and through our partners' websites. And so we have a number of really excellent judges uh, from Manitoba that will judge the teams. They have to do a seven-minute pitch and answer questions from the judges and it's a variety of business leaders, uh, science experts and technology experts. And then from that, they're they're given first, second, third, fourth, fifth prize. And all the teams will win a prize. There's a total of $50,000 up for grabs, which is really exciting, as well as all five teams will receive a spot in a local incubator. So we're working with North Forge and Manitoba Tech Accelerator to help these teams really then turn their idea and and get some uh, support to turn it into a business. 
if any of our listeners would like to get more information, if they want to uh, learn more about each of the particular projects, uh, stay up to date on, uh, you know, what's going on in the process, or if they want to uh, tune in to the live stream in October, what's the best way for them to get more information? So you can find it on our website, isd.org, as well as if you just search Aquahacking Lake Winnipeg, there'll be a variety of things that come up and, and we'll be posting information about the final. Um, and there's a page on our website, which will direct you to more information about the teams as well as the challenges. Excellent. So definitely, uh, definitely something to look forward to as we uh, get closer to October and the final for the Aqua Hacking Challenge. I've been speaking with Pauline Gerard, who is the Deputy Director of IISD's Experimental Lakes Area. Pauline, thank you again so much for joining me today and uh, telling us all about Aqua Hacking. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org. 